Are you ready to be a better, more successful, and open-minded trader and investor? I'm Serge Berger, head trader and investment strategist at thestudytrader.com, and I want to help you get there. Whether you've been investing for years or are just getting your feet wet, this podcast will help you cut through the noise and get dialed in on the big picture. We will utilize research, guest interviews, and real-time analysis of the market. We're at a critical juncture in the market where knowledge really will mean power. Hey everyone, welcome to our next episode for the Steady Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Berger, and today we are going to switch up the uh, settings a little bit and we are going to talk about financial advisors and why so many people don't like them or really more importantly, why they're just afraid of them, scared of them, and why maybe they actually should need one. In full disclosure, one of the companies that I run is called Blue Marlin Advisors, which is our registered investment advisory firm. And so uh, from the perspective of someone who, who manages money, um, I'm the chief investment officer as well. Uh, here are some things that we are finding that people uh, that come with certain views uh, into a discussion about an investment advisory arrangement and why ultimately they find that, yes, it actually makes a heck of a lot of sense. And I don't know why I didn't have one before. But let's first talk about some of the objections that people tend to have uh, as they look at investment uh, advisory, or we could even call it financial advice. I mean, we're, there's a technical difference there. So maybe let's quickly define that first. So a financial advisor is someone who kind of creates a financial plan for you, looks at your holistic picture from anything from, um, you know, setting a retirement plan to your insurances and, you know, optimizing tax strategies, even to some extent. And you know, all sorts of things like that. Investment advisors really more focused on the investment side of things. And since that's what we do and that's what I know best, uh, that is what I, uh, I would like to cover here today, that aspect of it. So first of all, lots of people that are um, skeptical of investment advisors, they just think they don't need one, period. One of the things about that interesting finding on ours is that once they understand what an investment advisor actually does, that is one of the first things that that tends to fall. And they're, again, like I said before, they will think, well, they understand that why they've never actually used one before is kind of a is kind of just simply not understanding what an investment advisor does. So, lots of people also think the investment game is easier to 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 do. So, this t- tends to be very cyclical. Traditionally speaking, when you have a bull market. People tend to think the longer the bull market goes on, they can do this themselves. And some people can, but very few can. And so they just try to do it themselves until catastrophe hits and their portfolio quickly evaporates, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, in worst cases, even 80% or more. The bull markets in many ways are such, are ironically kind of a really dangerous environment for many people because they get this false self of false sense of um, uh, of security that they can just buy a bunch of stocks and, you know, do this and that and the other, and, and it'll be good. The problem is that lots of people tend to be very short-sighted when they do the investing themselves. 
meaning they are really much focused and being much more focused on the trading part of it. They try to make short-term timing calls. Meanwhile, they're forgetting that really the plan is to have a lot of money once you retire or towards retirement or, you know, just growing your nest egg. And those very short-term decisions, even if they're profitable and ultimately they tend to not be very profitable, even if they are ultimately end up being very short-sighted and, you know, people end up missing major trends and just taking a couple of, you know, picking up some pennies along the trend, uh, if you will. So, just the bull markets themselves, because you know, for pro- prolonged periods, sometimes we just came out of a bull market in um, I'm going to say the early part of 2022. And in fact, underneath the surface, the broader equity bull market probably ended somewhere closer to the spring of 2021. But I think very apparent became to people in the spring of 2022. Is so about a year later. That's another whole another ball of wax right there. But so the the bull market, the longer it goes on, and the less volatility it has. Uh, the more it gives people that, again, false sense of, yes, I can do this myself. Who, who needs professional advice? And uh, it is usually not until you get a new bear market, a am going to call it a volatility shock, until people kind of come back and realize, you know what, I just lost 30% and I didn't make much money in the entire bull market, that they realize that, you know what, I need to start taking this seriously. And they start, you know, usually reaching out for some sort of help. It's a little bit like, and there's a lot of analogies here, so I'm just going to give you a couple of them and I'm sure there's better ones, but it's a little bit like if you want to start, learn how to ski and, you know, you've never skied before, go up in the mountain and you've literally don't know, don't know left from right. I mean, most people wouldn't do that, right? Maybe if you're, you know, a 22 year old or 20, 20 year old college student and you've any buddies, I'm sure that might be an exception where you do that out of just pure thrill. But for the most part, most of us probably say, you know what, I should probably take some sort of a basic lesson and get some, some, you know, some, some structure in my skiing, you know, like, first of all, like kind of, you know, which ski to put your weight on, so on and so forth. Another thing is kind of like your taxes. Now I know I realize some people do their own taxes using some of the software out there, but the more complex your, your, your tax structure gets, if you don't just have a simple paycheck and you're, you know, a person living alone, but you know, if let's say you're, you married and let's say you've got this and that and children and companies and who knows what, you know, it very quickly can get very complex. And that is where, you know, giving the, the, the tax return for someone else to do a professional, uh, is what a lot of people resort to. And again, thousands of other examples. I think any sports analogy will do. If you want to become a professional cook, you probably want to take, you know, some cooking school and lessons. And it's all, it all goes in the same direction of, you know what, you need to learn some stuff about this business. And a financial advisor or an investment advisor, which is more specifically what we're talking about here, is really specialized in that. Lots of people, number one, just don't think they need one until they knew they, they do need one. And Unfortunately for a lot of people, they don't realize that they need one until they've lost a lot of money. So part of what I'm trying to do here, and we're going to do more of this down the road in in this podcast, is talk more about just actually saving you money, keeping you money, and keeping you purchasing power, by the way, as opposed to only just chasing returns and buying the latest shiny object. We just came out of an extremely, you know, free extremely low interest, a free money period um, that lasted now almost 13, 14 years, at some point it ends. And that's when things get much, much more difficult. And, you know, by talking to our clients or, or, or even prospects, it's very clear that they are starting to realize that things are more difficult. If we look at this year, 
you know, most people's portfolios are down a lot, um, you know, 25, 30, 40%. Um, and they were invested in equities and, and fixed income, maybe even some commodities. There's a bit more to it that meets the eye than if you're just looking at a bull market and say, hey, I can buy a stock and, and I can see it go higher and then I'll just take some profits. That's um, the first part here. The other part, and there's a whole bunch of parts here, is that lots of people just think it's too expensive. And this is really where you start digging things here. First of all, first, most financial advisors, most investment advisors, again, I need to use the word investment advisor here, which is more appropriate. They tend to charge somewhere between one and 2%, maybe closer to the lower end of that of assets under management per annual, usually, you know, paid in semi-annually or quarterly or whatever. Everyone's got a bit of a different situation. Of course, the question is, what do you get for that? Right. And so once you realize the stuff you get from that, one very quickly understands why this shouldn't just be free. You know, there's lots of different events that happen in life that lead to the need for an investment or financial advisor. Um, let's start with just some of the reasons. Right. And again, there literally, this is literally an endless list. But for one, the, the more complex your finances get, you know, maybe you have a family, maybe you don't, but either way, usually people's finances get a little bit more complex down the road. Maybe they purchased a home or maybe they're retiring now. Now all of a sudden your, your financial picture looks entirely different. You know, if you stop working or at least stop working full-time, you're going to part-time, even that is a completely different structure. Let's say you turn from a full-time job into a, some sort of a consulting business, right? Your investment account needs to, needs to, be aware of that. Your investment advisor can help you make some some moves there that would be very very crucial. Would be very detrimental if they were uh, if they were ignored. So that kind of goes into a little bit of the lack of expertise. It's not only just about buying a stock and you know saying this is my call. It's also about risk management around your general uh, financial uh, circumstances. It's, it's about your financial well being, and while. You might have a small trading account that you play with on the side. The investment advisor is really there to, to, to keep you on track within your risk parameters for the longer term, your, your safety nest egg, to make sure that that safety net grows and the nest egg uh, grows for you, for, you, for your family, you know, and everyone else that you, that you care for or, care, or care, care about. Another thing can be something like giving back your giving getting getting your time back i know so many people particularly when it comes to taxes and and this again is very much also you can draw that parallel right to your investment account i mean they literally spend and i'm not i'm not making this up guys they make they spend 3 to 4 months out of the year just chewing on their taxes while they could give it to a tax professional that frees up a lot of your time. I'm not saying you shouldn't do anything or should not be aware of anything regarding taxes. Of course you should, but that's a lot of time that you could focus more on something else, either building your business or spending more time with your family or hobby or whatever it is. And there's the same thing in the investment world. And you, you know, obviously on the steady trader side, which is our publishing company, we, we talk to our clients, of course, there every day as well. And a lot of these people are not really wanting to spend every waking hour of the day chewing over their portfolio. They're happy to look for a couple of trades and some opportunities 
to, uh, you know, maybe pay for a vacation and, you know, or for a car payment or what, whatever it is. Right. Um, but when it comes to managing your entire net worth, that's an entirely different picture. Remember, I remember talking to someone just early last or late last week, actually, exactly that came up and very nice, uh, very nice, uh, uh man said basically, listen, he is very interested in the market. He was just uh, going to retire in about, I think, a year after next, 2025, uh, 2024, excuse me. I'm living in the future. Uh, 2024 was he was going to retire. And he said, no, you know, I, I, I'm really interested in the market. They've always fascinated me. Um, but the trouble is I don't want to spend my entire retirement or even just when I'm now working just part-time as he was scaling out of his job, you know, just worrying over, you know, over the, the, the financial, uh, the financial markets, but he was very interested in learning a bit more about, you know, some more tactical things, being aware of the news, being aware of things. And so that's a whole nother point. You know, even if, even if you're the kind of person that likes to follow the markets and educating yourself about it and researching things and researching a stock. It's an entirely different ball game, putting that into a well thought out plan for you. A lot of people are happy to look at a stock and they may like this stock or don't like that stock for all whatever reasons they come up with, which is all good. But then building a portfolio around your overall situation and goals and needs is so much, there's so much more involved there. And I think this is one of those things that a lot of people are, are coming to realize as we, as we slowly come to the very last few weeks here of 2022, which has been a very challenging year financially for a lot of people, again, particularly on the investment side in equities and fixed income and some other, and you know, even on the, on the extreme end of some of the crypto uh, verse and things like that, but really, you know, equities and fixed income. And so, uh, we are seeing a lot more people waking up to the fact that, you know what, I, I probably should talk to someone to get a bit of a better grip. Because the worst thing you can do, the worst thing one can do is chart chase stocks all day long, have nothing to show for it after even the slightest bear market, and your long-term portfolio is completely not looked after. In fact, a lot of people that we talk to have a situation where, yes, they're so focused on their trading account, which is usually, again, as I said before, much, much smaller than their investing account, than their IRA, than their 401k, or whatever other investment vehicle they have. But they spend all this time looking at charts and this and that and tweets and who knows what on their, on really a small amount of money. And they're not really spending any or certainly not enough time on the majority of their money, which is ultimately where all the net worth is and where also there's a lot more growth potential. You know, another thing to, to think, another way of thinking about this, and I'm jumping a little bit back and forth here, but another thing about this, you know, how many, how many really successful, like, you know, almost celebrity day traders do you know? Yeah, I know zero, right? Maybe there's one that you know, just you happen to know, but how many really famous investors, you can probably list just a couple of them, just not even watching CNBC. I mean, you, everyone knows Warren Buffett, for example, I mean, and there's tons of them. So there's a reason why investors make more money than traders over time. And this is, and, and I want to be clear, I'm not talking about against trading. Obviously we trade all the time. That's what we do at the study trader uh, at our publishing company. But it's just important to understand that ultimately 
where you, the net worth is and where the amount of money should be spent. So given the importance of all that money, when I hear people say, well, it's too expensive to have an investment advisor, the question is, isn't it more expensive to lose 30, 40% in your nest egg every time we have a bear market? What if an investment advisor could, and I'm not saying this is, this is, you know, this is going to happen or anything like that, but I'm just saying, wouldn't it make sense to hire an investment advisor if they could help you instead of losing 30% in a bear market, only being down, let's say, 15%. Now, you might say, well, Serge, I mean, well, what the hell, I'm still losing 15%. Why am I paying someone 1% to lose 15 You know why? Because if you lose 30%, you have to make back a lot more money in the next bull market than if you, lo- if you only lose 15 I mean, you could, like, literally that could make the difference whether you retire at, at age 60 or 65. I'm not kidding. Also, an investment advisor should be able to tell you how to position for a next bull market, whether that bull market is two months away or a year away. In other words, then the potential to even to make much more money much more quickly is also there, right? So whereas the S&P 500 might take, you know, two years or three years or, or sometimes 10 years, by the way, to make back all that money it lost in a bear market, you may be able to make all that back in a year. Right. Again, and this is, I'm just giving you examples. This is not, uh, there's no guarantees or anything. I'm just trying to give you a reason why when people say it's too expensive to hire an investment advisor, it's not really all that thought through. Now, of course, and this is now an important point we need to address as well. A lot of people have had bad experiences with investment advisors. Two things come to mind. Number one, some investment advisors simply just are old school. They just believe in buy and hold and, you know, we'll talk to you in 10 years. That's not an investment advisor. That's nothing. That's not even worth, that person's not even worth talking to. Investment advisors should be able to help you make, or should should even do it for you if they actually manage your your money and have the custody and everything. They should be able to uh, guide you through the, the economic cycle, meaning making smart allocations, maybe increasing the stock part of your portfolio uh, as we head towards a new bull market, decreasing the stock market portfolio as we head towards an economic recession. You know, those kinds of things, same thing with bonds and so on and mutual funds and whatever else you have, ETFs, whatever else you have in portfolio. That's number one. The other, the other thing as well, and this is, goes back to fees. Some people get, got burned by investment advisors by fees and not necessarily the fee that they themselves charge, but fees that they are of products they are putting in their uh, in their account. So let's for, let's for example let's let's and I'm not going to come up with a, with a name here because I don't want to talk badly against anyone. But let's assume you are you have an investment advisor who works for a big brokerage firm. You know, like again, I don't want to mention a name, but usually it's it's a bank or some sort. And if you look at your portfolio you might find that that portfolio that he's in the investment advisor on is full of products that were emitted or created by that company itself. Now, there's a couple of problems with that. First of all, usually, and I shouldn't say usually, but a lot of times, those products are a little bit expensive. But even if they're not expensive, even if they're not expensive, and, and you know, I think a lot of brokers and Asset managers have realized that that's just a bit too blatant. But even if they're not expensive, what if they're only focusing on products they created? Doesn't that limit you in your ability 
to choose things that are appropriate for the current market environment. In other words, the investment advisor will be limited, his hands will be tied to making choices within products that they have. If the market tells them to do one thing, but they can't do it or don't want to do it because they don't have a product they can sell you that they themselves created, isn't that not so good for you? That's why it's important to have an independent investment advisor, which is, and, and again, just in full disclosure, Blue Marlin Advisors is an independent investment advisor. We have no, uh, we have absolutely no um, affiliation with any, with any bank or, or, or you know, in, in, in the sense that we, we, we rep- represent their products or get kickbacks or anything like that. It's completely 100%. We can, we can buy and sell anything and put clients anywhere where the grind decline agrees to, and it makes sense to us from a fiduciary perspective. So a lot of people who don't think they need an investment advisor usually don't really know they need one until it's too late. Some of them have had bad experiences because they were working with an investment advisor who simply was using an old model or is affiliated with a big broker that is only pushing their own products. I think the biggest thing that we find is going right back to the first point that I mentioned before, which is that a lot of people simply don't think they need an investment advisor. They don't think they need to pay that 1% or 2% or whatever it is that they charge per annum because I think it's too expensive. But what if the S&P 500 goes up 5% for the next 10 years yearly? But what if your investment advisor could get you 8 or 10 or 12 and again, not, and this is not about performance, by the way, so I just want to be very clear, but I'm just, I'm hypothetically trying to show you, wouldn't that be worth it, right? Or vice versa, as I said before, what if the, your portfolio is so highly correlated to the S&P 500, which most people's portfolio, by the way, are, that every time the S&P drops 30%, yours drops 30 or 35, what if the investment advisor could help you just be down 15? Again, intuitively, just without really thinking through that, that doesn't seem very smart. Well, I'm paying the guy 1% for losing me 15. Well, it's not really about that. It's about the fact that you didn't lose another 15. And positioning for the next market turn up or turn down for that matter, that person, that investment advisor can probably help you much better than if you, than if you did it yourself when I mean, you paralyzed. Another thing is psych- psychological help or peace of mind. Just peace of mind knowing that someone is there looking at your investments. And particularly, that's why it's important that it's a fiduciary. An investment advisor that's working for a large firm, usually, even though they might be a fiduciary legally, there's usually, it's very easy to have an alternate motive. Whereas the truly independent investment advisors where the fiduciary uh, 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 mandate truly is there, like in every shape and form, uh, is, is usually the better way, the better way to go. And again, I want to reiterate, we run Blue Marlin Advisors and we are an independent fiduciary investment advisor. So I I am certainly here talking my book, but I truly believe that that is is the case. I think the most important things that people need to understand is that the peace of mind here, aside from the, the, the illusion that they don't need one, is the peace of mind. And being able to make moves in the markets when you otherwise wouldn't. What we see a lot, and this is a classic textbook example, is that people tend to panic as markets drop 20, 30%, their portfolios are down usually a touch more or a touch less, um, and then they panic. And what if an investment advisor, what if all they did, what if the only thing that investment advisor did for you is make sure you don't panic? Because usually people panic at the worst moments and they sell everything. And then guess what? In the next bull market, they're not taking part. Even if, you, even if you're missing out the first 
few months of a bull market, that is such a big chunk of the next bull market. It could literally, I go back to the same example, it could literally make a difference whether you retire, you know, at 60 or 65, or whether you have a million or $2 million. Truly, it, it, has, it has that significant uh, of an impact. Next time you talk to your friend or your neighbor and they say they don't want a financial advisor or they had a bad, a bad experience with their investment advisor, think about maybe some of the experiences they may have had and why they've had them, but also think about what a truly fiduciary investment advisor who understands that markets are cyclical and that moves need to be made, what they could do for you. And what if the only thing they could do, just as an example, what if the only thing your investment advisor did is make sure you didn't panic at the lows and you didn't sell at the lows? What if that's all they did? What if all they did is make sure they reduced your equity exposure, your stock exposure from 60% down to 30% when a bear market's coming? What if, they, if, what if that's all they did? Wouldn't that be worth having an investment advisor? I look forward to the next episode again, folks, here with the Steady Wealth Podcast. I'm very grateful for all of you listening, all the great feedback we're getting. We'll see you guys again soon. Be well and stay healthy.